Is that wine or pop? <laughs> That's wine, baby. Okay, good. It's wine's probably better for you than pop. But what about this? Oh, that's dark. <laughs> well, 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 that is it, everybody. The 2021. 2021. Did I say that? That's right. right. Yeah, 2021. That's the year. That is the year. And it is opening day. Blue Jays, Yankees. This is Underdogs. I'm David Patrick Fleming. With me is Jacob Beeman. What a game that was. That I mean, recency bias aside, don't recall any other opening day really in my life. That's the best opening day game I've ever seen. Yeah, I, it's been a long time since there's been an opening day like that. I mean, there wasn't any, like, it didn't seem like there was any rust. It seemed like it was locked in. They were facing, uh, Blue Jays faced Garrett Cole. It was Garrett Cole against Ryu. I mean, Garrett Cole was shoving for sure, but the, the Blue Jays held their own. Garrett Cole finished the day throwing his glove in the dugout. How about that? I would say he did a multiple glove smash. <laughs> You're right. He did a multiple glove smash before he, let's say, baby waddled into the clubhouse uh, feeling dejected because Teo, Teo, Teoscar Hernandez goes yard. A no doubt bomb, towering off of Garrett Call. It was a slider, I think. A little bit of a little bit of a hanger slider that Teoscar just watched sail into the afternoon New York sky. Oh, it it oh, this where do we where do we even begin? I just feel so good right now, David. I feel. So uplifted by by baseball, by by Blue Jays winning. You know the 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 difference between the last game that we saw of of the postseason last year to where we're beginning this year. Oh my goodness, Jacob! Let's make way too much of one game of baseball. Oh, of course, let, let let's let's overreact as big as we can to one small sample size. There's so much that we can talk about. So let's just get our toes wet with uh, a conversation about uh, how the Blue Jays looked against Garrett Mm -hmm. Cole. And then we'll Mm -hmm. just branch off, branch off from there. The first time, because obviously there's a Vladdy watch going on. There's a lot of pressure on Vladdy. Everybody's excited to see if he can carry what he had in the off season into the regular season. Is he gonna? Is he gonna reach? Is he gonna dive out of the zone? Is he gonna get excited? Is his age gonna come through and he's gonna maybe fall back into some bad habits? He looked like a veteran against Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole looked like he wanted nothing to do with Vladdy. The very first pitch that Vladdy saw against Garrett Cole, Vladdy hit the hardest ever hit ball <laughs> against Garrett Cole in is the Statcast era. Yeah. Oh my God. A hundred, a hundred and fourteen mile an hour bullet that if it was, I don't know, eight inches lower, Garrett Cole is six feet below the earth. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I didn't know. I, I didn't hear that stat, but that's incredible. Yeah. The Blue Jays get to Garrett Cole and uh in the was that was that the second inning that they scored against him? It must have been the second yeah. inning. I, I don't and they played a little small ball. It was just three singles, which you know, there's a lot of Jays fans out there, I'm sure, that are just so used to them being just such a power happy squad and a big strikeout squad. It was so nice to just see piecing together a run. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting too, like that 
the the second third of the lineup, uh, the Tay Oscar, Vlad, Lourdes trio, really carrying the the team for the game today. I mean, uh, yeah. the no hits out of the the top third of the lineup with Marcus, Cavan, and Bo. Um, yeah, you know. definitely a rough day for the top third. Uh, neither of those guys looked overly good, but I will say the top third of the lineup. Uh, had it going defensively oh, yeah. for the most part. That's true. Semyon makes that amazing diving play to get LeMayhew out and two men on in the fifth. That was key. I could do about half like an that. hour on Kevin Biggio looking great at third right now, too. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, he played a solid third base. I still got an issue with his arm. Sure. Um, you know, I don't want to start hammering on him after an exciting win like that because he's you know his arm is what it is he never came up as a third baseman he's stretching himself to adapt to what the team needs him to do which is great but i don't know if that arm plays at third well it's playing i i haven't seen the play yet where he's like not well i'll tell you right now if he had a better arm that play where vladdy came off the bag and they uh called him safe that he's out because that was a lollipop that he threw yeah okay okay i guess like out of the arms on the on the left side of the infield, I'm just a, a bit more worried about Bo's arm right now uh, than I yeah, am. Yeah, they're Kevin. both they're both suspect for sure. And I feel like Cavan can make up for his arm with his like game sense, with his intelligence, just like his instincts. You know that, yeah. that he he made throwing home look easy on that play. Those those guys, yeah, Cavan. Um, came home on a ground ball in the infield it would have would that run have won the game man i'm i can't remember tied, like it, no, the situation won the game yeah it would have yeah yeah would have won the game so it was a uh, a game saving play not that the the play to third was all that difficult as a ground ball right at him but these are still young guys this is still new york and city to, this is still opening day you have to make the decision in that moment that that split second to either go for home and save the run or save the run via going for a double play and ending the inning as well and not bringing Aaron Judge up to the plate. So that's like that's a that's a lot going on in your head. And he he looked like stoic, yeah. easy, boom, just caught the ball, know exactly where to go. And how many times have you seen that play where the third baseman's throwing home in a in a big moment and they just you know they throw Panic. like three feet off yeah. the plate and the cat catcher has to stretch and then it's like eh, and they're safe and that's the ball game and uh, the Yankees take opening day. Yep. And so they just seem, they seem like there, there was a, dirt, I mean, yeah, we're making way too much of one game, but let's, let's go. Let's make way too much of this game. They just seem, that feel like a playoff game. It man. did. That felt like intense. And I mean, we're just going to jump all over the place here. We just got to follow the, the feelings. Julian Merriweather oh. is fucking electric. Oh my God. <laughs> he just comes in. So Julian Merriweather um, saved the game. Uh, literally. Yes. Got the save, got the win, 3-2. The Blue Jays won. Don't even know if I've said that, what the final score was. But Julian Merriweather was just hauling gas. He was throwing 99. It was running. He had his breaking stuff going. And like I was saying to you, Jacob, when I was texting you, they didn't. nobody was really talking about Julian Merriweather no, just in us. the offseason. So I was surprised he was put in that position. Well, if you guys, and I know a lot of you guys out there have been listening to the show, some of you since the beginning, but uh, on Underdogs, we've, we, and me especially, have been maybe a bit 
uh, overly high on Merriweather since the beginning. Some of you may remember me calling him a number two starter, and I think he could be a number two starter on this team still. Um, he the the craziest thing it's like it's such an interesting like stark difference seeing um, uh, Romano go the inning before his energy and the amount that he revs himself up. He's waddling, he's talking to himself, he's got the beard going. Like it's all like it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a large character that he's portraying. And the stuff is well, not necessarily the stuff is similar, but you know the 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 ticks on the fastball are are the same or, or less in Romano's case. And then Merriweather just comes in; he looks like an android, you know, like there's there's no emotion, there's no like there's no blood pumping, there's no there's no chest puffing. It's just like he goes out there, and it's just like it, 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 it's like a magnetic force that his his the, his arm to to the plate, and the ball just just boom, it's right in there, and he's 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 not affected by it at all. It's 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 really cool to watch. I mean, one thing we have to remember about Merriweather is he's not a young guy. True. I mean, he hasn't really pitched that much in the big leagues, but he's definitely got a maturity to him, and. I would imagine he's been through a lot to get to well, the place that he's at. You know, he's been injured. He probably wondered if he'd ever pitch in the big leagues at some point in his life. Obviously, anybody out there doesn't remember Merriweather's who the Blue Jays got for Josh Donaldson. But what's crazy, though, you saying that, yes, all of that is true. And he's he's older. He's got experience. But they were saying on the broadcast that he's he hasn't closed a game since 2015. And he's never done it in the majors. And that was he's done it one singular time in the minors. <laughs> Just yeah. and, and I mean, who who actually knows what was going on with him? Maybe if you talked to him, he would have been like, I was shitting mm-hmm, bricks. Mm-hmm. That was uh, extremely, I mean, some people can just keep it in. Yes. Uh, but we can at least say that whatever he was feeling did not get in the way of him being successful. If, and that was so exciting. If he stays healthy, like. Because I still got that it's too good to be true Blue Jays sure. thing. I'm always like, how are we going to lose this? Yes. How are we going to fuck this up? We never win cool, close games like this. True. And off the top, too. Like, I don't know about you. Like, that first inning, seeing Simeon, Biggio, Bichette go down like that to Cole, it's like, this is going to be a long day. I can just feel it. The weather's cold. It's dreary. You can just, it just had that <laughs> that quality of it being a scary game off the rip for me. I I didn't feel quite that way off the top because Simeon didn't strike out. He grounded out. So and he, I think it was a first pitch that he swung at, and it was like aggressive right away. Biggio's strikeout was like a check swing kind of, kind of didn't really mean. He wasn't to. getting some calls. And today I believe too. it. Yeah, and I believe Bo's first at bat was when he swung so hard he let go of the bat. <laughs> and I remember that you asked me a question last year. Uh, it was very early on in the sixty game season, and you asked me what what is the shelf life on us finding that charming with Bo yeah. Bichette. And it's, and I know that we've seen so so little of him, and that he is such a, a dynamic player, and he's one of our favorites. It's soon for me. Ooh. I I I don't. I'm not. I'm not that down with that. I love the big hacks, but it's when he's. There's some players in this league that can hit the ball pretty damn hard and hit the ball pretty damn far, and they don't let go of their bat because they're swinging like that. Right. And it would be one thing too, like if he, um, well, I guess you would never let go of the bat if you're swinging that hard and you hit it. But it, it just, it to me, it's a sign of his youth. I guess is is the way that I interpret that, rightly or wrongly. That's the way 
I interpret it. And I'm not saying I'm done with it now. Like, you know, he's got a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. when you asked me that question last year, I thought I'll watch that forever. Yeah. Not, not the case. Yeah. And what I was talking about particularly to last year was like his sort of demeanor about it and like how like he would kind of be laughing and like, be like uh, you know chuckling to himself looking at the picture like yeah you could everyone saw how how much i sold out i spun around did a full 360 trying to hit that thing and nearly fell on my ass and isn't that funny but uh the uh one of one of the things was i was you know i read into things in ways that you know they don't need to be read into but uh in the first couple of years of laddie's career like in the first obviously year and whatever you want to call last year of his career Vladdy would get called uh, strikes on him, borderline strikes, and even uh, pitches that were, you know, a couple inches off the plate. They'd always seem like he was always getting called out on those really tough, low and away pitches. And it felt like this, like the narrative I told myself was like, this is the turning of the tides when Vladdy was up against, uh, might've been Chad Green. I can't remember who, Luizaga maybe. I can't remember who he was facing, but there was a pitch that was, right there he should have been called out on strikes and the yes. called it a ball and i was like oh there's a different feeling in the air maybe uh you know it's probably just you know just completely random but i was like vladdy's been in the league a little bit longer maybe he has more respect or maybe people are just trusting him more or you know his eye is better but it just feels like there's a shift in energy for him yeah i i, I feel that We'll have to we'll have to monitor that monitor that as the as the season goes on because I had a tough time figuring out what the strike zone was uh, behind home plate today. I'm, I can only imagine how frustrating it was for the players sometimes. It I, I, and it was on both sides, you know. Um, the the Yankees were getting some calls. The the Yankees weren't getting some calls. It was just kind of all over the place, especially on the outside. And you know, it's always so hard to judge too um, because. You know the the strike the strike zone that's created for us on the team is not real. You know, it's <laughs> I always have to remind myself that I'm like that's just like an, the idea the 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 idea of what it could be, should be, whatever this digital creation is. The the home plate umpire is creating the strike zone, right? How many times do you think Guriel can hit a catcher's hand on a backswing before they start throwing at him? I don't know. I I felt like that could become a thing with the Yankees <sighs> this year, you know, because the Yankees, you know, notoriously, you know, as a lot of teams do, as we have, deal with a lot of injuries. Yeah, and that's not the first time that Gurriel smoked a catcher. That's hand their own damn fault, altar. and it's a and it's it's a completely legal thing for him to do. However, he's one of very few people who do it. Yeah. Like no one else seems to have the issue to the degree that he has it. And so I wonder, you know, if if it, let's just say had that a broke Sanchez's hand or something like that, mm. does he get thrown at? Does that become? A I thing hope so. I'd love that. The more the more of that that's in the game, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. And and particularly because I watched the replay and Sanchez is reaching out to grab it. You know, you're close. Yeah, you're too close. Sanchez is not go a, back. He's not a good. Catcher. Yeah, exactly. So learn, and you know who that benefits us. Because now Sanchez is like, I don't, I'm not reaching out there. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about getting hit by, by a, by a bat, whipping around rather than trying to frame that pitch, whether and and trying to catch that pitch. Boom! That's a pass ball. That's a run. Easy. 
I'm all for it. And you know what? I, I want to touch on this too. Um, fans. Oh my god! With touch and judge, did you see them touch and judge at ripping, the end of trying that? Trying to rip the ball guy? out of him. I was like, oh my god, they're going to get shot. <laughs> they like grabbed him and shit. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that. My my point, my my idea about that too is just like you know, going back to the playoffs, we didn't get to see any Blue Jays games with fans in it. I know it eventually happened and was happening on the in the uh, the West Coast series and eventually the World Series, but having fans even. You know, it's it's obviously it's different. We watched a slogged our way through a bunch of spring training games with some some Blue Jays fans in there, but the atmosphere, feeling feeling what it's like to be in New York again with fucking New Yorkers, it just like everything came back to me. All of my all of my like feelings of despising the Yankees came back because I had the Yankees fans there again and the booze and just like yeah, seeing that, their that's what it is. Oh yeah, but I loved it because the Yankees are a likable team. In the for yeah. the most part, it's their fans that are exactly. trash. Exactly, and w- which is the case with uh, almost all teams, right? I'm sure the the Yankees feel that way when no, the Rays as a team are trash. I don't care about the Rays fans. <laughs> Rays are trash. Yeah, Rays with don't or have without any fans. fans. Yeah, and the Red Sox are trash with or without fans. But the fans definitely make they it make worse. Make it worse, but it makes it more exciting to watch, right? Yeah, no, totally. Because I mean, anger is a compelling yes. thing. It's, you know, when you're angry about something, you can stay locked on whatever it is for a good while. You know, one thing that blew me away today watching the game that I was just like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot that you got a runner on second base and extra innings. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot about because I don't I don't think I saw I didn't see that in spring training ever. So I hadn't seen that since last year and I just hadn't even put a thought towards it. And uh, I really like yep. it. Worked out just dandy for us today. Yeah, Randall Grishik getting the double, the game-winning double to drive in the runs. I thought that was really good for him to uh, to be able to do that because there's no way, shape, or form that the offseason's been easy for him mentally. No, that's, that's true. Basically, basically being the guy who was offered 50 million bucks was basically the highest paid Jay on the team. And now he's not really, I mean, probably wouldn't have started today with, uh, if Springer had been healthy. Yes. I can imagine that as the season goes on though. Um, and you know, if it goes in a sort of normal Randall Grichick time, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of days where you and I are just bemoaning the fact that he's the DH over, I don't know. Is it, is it, rowdy that day or is it is it kirk that day that we're wishing who are hot and they're still going to gritchick because i don't know i feel like the organization really really still likes randall gritchick a lot as and they they respect him a lot they think of him as a leader and i think that we see it time and time again with however the lineup is constructed the way that um either the front office or charlie and his coaching staff respect veterans and put them in power positions, put them in the lineup, put them higher in the lineup because of their um, veteran status. And so I can see that that turning on as a, a later and Randall getting more playing time than we might want. Well, I mean, look, like players go through hot and cold streaks. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing. And, and all players are frustrating when they're cold. Rowdy Telez is extremely frustrating when when he's cold as well. And, and obviously you want hot players 
to be playing more than cold players, but the only way that you get a cold player hot is by playing them. And so that's, I think that's a really difficult thing to, to manage, especially when you have a team like this that has so many weapons you want to try to keep them all hot. Like you don't want Rowdy Teles sitting on the bench for too long so that every time he plays, he's, you know, flapping around like a fish out of water. You want to get that bat hot because it's deadly when it's hot. And Randall's bat is pretty deadly when it's hot, too. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, how, how, how did you feel about the, the at-bat that um, Danny Jansen struck out on on a bunt? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just so used to players not being able to bunt at this point, but I was watching the post-game where... Uh, Joe Siddle was breaking down how he was bunting and apparently it was just an atrocious technique (laughs) about anybody who knows how to bunt would never bunt the way that he was bunting. And so that's sort of frustrating. Um, It's always frustrating when a, when a, I'm sure they hate being asked to bunt too. I'm sure it's one of those things about, you know, your job that you just hate when your boss asks you to, to bunt. But because as a fan, when you watch it, you're like, Oh, it seems so easy to bunt seems like you should be able to bunt every single time you want to. Why can't these guys bunt? But we're not considering that these balls are moving at them at 98 miles an hour. My issue is that where was Kirk? Where's where's the chosen one you can't, here? You can't, you can't pinch you hit can't on pinch opening day for your... <laughs> no, you can't pinch hit your catcher with your only other catcher. Because then if Kirk gets hurt, like literally who's catching? And the game's tied, so you don't know how many innings it's going to go into. And so then what do you do? Like who, who literally take a chance. if, if take a Kirk, chance. Kirk bad. So then, but who, who catches then you just say, God, we can't play anymore. Like who catches? Uh, Does Biggio say, I have it in me. My father was a catcher. I'll catch. I like, got Joe who? Panic. who catches Joe nobody. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not worth the risk. I don't know if you want to start Kirk's season off like that either, but I would say that the biggest issue for me, exactly where I want to start be, it. Boom. Now you're out Big of catchers. Hit. It's not, when you, when you eye Kirk up and down, going toes to head, you think injury-proned or not injury-proned? I haven't heard of any injury-proning. Uh, I'm not going to judge his body. So is that a thing? We can, never, we can never pinch hit Alejandro Kirk for Danny Jansen because we don't have another catcher? We, have, ex- to have, th- we have to have three catchers? It's an extremely rare thing to do. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, it's a very rare thing to do to pinch hit your sec not not doesn't even matter if it's Danny Jansen like well I guess it does if Jansen can stay in the game obviously so yeah it's an extremely rare thing to pinch hit your only other catcher pinch hitting for your catcher all right all right because there's definitely some guys who could you know give me a glove I'll play left field I've never played third base but here we go catching (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's a tough one to learn on well the fly. it's tough then because he's the one guy i want to pinch hit for in the lineup yeah and the guy and and i don't even have to make another move to bring in the other catcher like to me to me i would rather lose the game by having to bring in some other some other person to try and catch in that like minuscule I... tiny bit of math where in in the case that i pinch hit and then and then Kirk gets hurt, and I have to I have to lose that way. I can live with losing that way. That's a freak 
freak thing that's happening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I could picture you on here right now if they had a pinch hit for Kirk. Kirk strikes out, but they the catcher drops the ball and Kirk tries to run to first to to get safe, twists his ankle, and you'd be like, "What are they even doing? Why would they pinch hit for Kirk? Strikes out like that, and then we lose the game because of that." No, I'm down with it. I believe in Kirk. I want him in there. It's not about believing in Kirk. It's about it's about winning the game and putting your because because the game's tied, man. That could go to like 18 innings. Perfect. More 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 at bats for Kirk. <laughs> more chances to get hurt, baby. All right. <clears throat> I probably would be Joe Panic who caught. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure they've already Wonder- discussed it. Yeah. yeah. Joe Panic, we're not going to uh, let you practice as a catcher or give you any time as a catcher. We just don't want you to sleep for a year. Uh, just so you know, if um, Kirk ever gets hurt DHing for Jansen, you're going in, baby. And you're going to try to catch Julian Merriweather's filthy 99. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see it. I want to see it. That would be a really interesting thing to watch because it wouldn't be like, you know, you're watching average Joe try to catch a major league uh, pitcher, but you'd be watching somebody who doesn't do it. So you'd get a sense of maybe how difficult it actually that's, is. That's true. That's true. There's got to be someone who's caught. I mean, Biggio, he can't, he, can't, he can't be a catcher. He can do everything. He's got his dad's blood in him. Maybe he could catch. Why not? Maybe like that's where he should be. And then Kirk complete there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. We got to talk about Jordan Romano's inability to keep a runner on the goddamn okay. bag. His, like, I feel like me and you could steal off him. Oh, I could easily steal he, off him. I don't know about whoa, you, but I could definitely. Whoa, 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 I don't know easily. I don't know. Well, if we go back in time one year, I'm thinking I'm thinking it'd be easy. So you're saying a year ago you were, you were uh, uh, like a hardcore sprinter. I wasn't a hardcore sprinter, but... Uh, we've talked about this on the show before. I do think that uh, <laughs> I'm faster than 50% of Major League players. I don't know if that was the, uh, the percentage know, I used. Uh, and again, we're talking about a year ago. I've regressed massively this year in my athleticism. Who's that but, guy on, uh, I think he's the Braves mascot or something. Not a mascot, but like in between innings, he does oh, a race the fr- Mr. Freeze the, or the Freeze? Yeah, you couldn't come close to beating him. Well, he's a, and they get like a he's crazy like an Olympic head start. Well, no, I know, but did you see the head start they get? They get like a three hundred foot head start in high school. I could beat him easy. <laughs> no oh, question, man. I guess we'll have. Okay, so here's what we'll do: we'll find out the times that these players are running okay. to to second, and we can even get the times of uh, was it Talkman who stole those two bags? Indeed, so yeah. We'll get his time. You know, Talkman, you know, can run a bit, but he's not, you know, one of the demons of the league. So we'll find out his time and then we'll time you. Okay. And uh, we'll see. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll measure it out next time we play Blitzball. We'll make sure to do it. We'll measure it out. We'll get my sprint speed. Um, oh, we're not insane. You're not doing it on grass. You got to do it on dirt, man. You'll kill yourself. And you have to wear cleats. Well, that's a lot. I don't have cleats. You know, that's a bunch of stuff. Well, you think you're beating a major league time without like in your. Crocs. <laughs> well, okay. I'm I'm thinking. In, well, I don't know. We'll do it on. We'll do it on. We'll do it on concrete. I don't care. Concrete. Well, it's got to be the same surface that they run on. You run into too many variables, and I can't tell if they're better or worse. Okay. All right. And like, you got to slide too. <laughs> You're not gonna slide on concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the right gear. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. But 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 all I have to say is leg kicks way too high. 
And his whole delivery is, is so rhythmic that it's like so easy to time. It's like that deep squat up count. One, two, big leg kick and deliver and pas de bourre, chasse, twist, twist. It, it feels like it's so uh, similar every single time. And you could just see that guy like whoop, whoop. Yeah. Easily stole. Like Jansen didn't even need to throw either time. Yeah. It it feels to me like he's just created this whole this whole thing. He goes into this other world and it's so so inward and it's so performative that I feel like he, he's not even even considering that there's a, there's another element here that people might just steal bases off him and it's 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 frightening i think it's he's got to learn I wonder that. if that's something that was like put on to him a little bit last year because he kind of came out of nowhere last year and was really successful and he had this intense demeanor and then everybody put that on him like man you just you're like the assassinator i mean i think we even said well, that we call him a school shooter Okay, Jacob, I wasn't going to uh, specifically say that. Uh, but yeah, I thought Ken Giles was the school shooter. You called him baby school shooter. No, you called Baraki baby school no, shooter. No, he was the weed, weed dealer. Baraki. Wasn't he baby school shooter first? No, then? I think it was Romano that was baby school shooter. And then we figured out some sort of different uh, shooting or, or, or terrorist act that he was fulfilling. Well, I would actually say that Merriweather is more of a school shooter than Romano. Romano's the guy who like wants you to think he's going to shoot up the school, but Merriweather's the guy with the. Uh, this is an awful conversation. Is the guy with the uh, with the gun? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can I can get behind that. I hate that they don't have a game tomorrow. I hate that day yeah. off. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the let's keep the energy I going. I hate it too. Especially remember last year, like what a what a it was like crazy the benefit oh, they had like a covid break or something too at one point didn't they have like a week off because of covid early on in the season maybe let's touch on ryu let's touch on ryu started out i was like oh baby he is locked in yep. he looked great i i'm just i'm just so relieved i still had like nightmares about what happened last year and i'm so concerned all the time that that when he isn't good anymore, it's just going to be a cliff explosion, like in a, in a movie, just like barrel rolling off the side of a California uh, mountain, you know, flipping a Lamborghini off it, and it's just going to explode because I can only imagine when he's not fooling anyone and it's all 90 or less that it's just going to be... I think we're so wired towards velocity and it makes us scared when someone's not going to blow somebody away when they actually have to be um, get hitters off balance in their own ways. The one thing about Ryu that's just so much different than anybody else is him his ability to throw any pitch at any point of the count. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just a hard thing to sense on TV when you're watching it, the difference in his pitches because they all kind of look soft and they all sort of move a bit and there's not like this drastic difference visually to the pitches true but i think the velocity change is just enough and i think the location of where he's throwing those pitches is just enough to keep hitters off balance and i also think that because he's not throwing like high mid 90s he gets a side of hitters that's overly aggressive because hitters see that come in and they must just think they can tee off on right. it and sometimes they can, but I, when he's not fooling them, yeah. or when like the Rays were like just sitting on the changeup, and they figured out I don't know if he was tipping or what was happening, 
but they were just sitting on the changeup, waiting for it, and launching. I, I, all that to say is that I just felt major relief to see him be that guy that just can can do whatever he wants and and th- throw whatever pitch he wants and 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 you know get five strikeouts. It was interesting. Ryu went. Ryu went like what five and a third, yep. maybe five and two thirds, maybe. Uh, and in a way, you're like, oh, it's a good outing. Yeah, it's a good outing. Way to go, Ryu! Uh, threw almost about a hundred pitches. Not too long ago, that was not a good start. Five and a third, and I think that we're gonna need more from our pitchers who are capable of doing it. Uh, because I think our bullpen has an opportunity to get taxed really quickly this year. Yeah. If you think about the possibility of the amount of starters we have that could get knocked out in the first few innings. Well, that's a, that's that's an interesting question, though, right? Because, okay, so would you rather the bullpen get taxed or will you get taxed? Who's more valuable? You know, can, well, can I sacrifice get a David more Phelps? Tax because... Because Ryu gets Ryu gets five days off after that. Might, that bullpen's like, more. get up, do it again, get up, do it again, get up, do it again. And those bullpens, you know, those bullpens usually come in in big moments. You know, like if a pitcher's coming out in the middle of an inning, it's usually those bullpen people are coming in in a, in a moment, a situation that they have to get out. Okay, of. but what about the idea of Ryu missing five starts, missing a month? Because uh, we didn't, we we tried to 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 make him do too much. I don't know, man. Like I'm not saying drive the man into the dirt and make him throw 130 pitches and you know like let him get dragged off the field. I'm just saying, and I know today's the I I didn't have any problem with them taking him out when they took him out today, but you know at some point you know can we extend him to 110, 120? Is that a possibility? It's not the craziest thing. It's not like um, he's one of those guys that is throwing 98 and is putting all this pressure on his elbow. Like he's 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 easier than yeah. that. I mean, I wouldn't mind them doing it with the row arc. You know, maybe get it up to 150, 180. <laughs> I think they should honestly save row arc for like, you know, like in a 162 game season, you're going to have like, I don't know, 15 games where let's say like a, a pitcher just starts getting banged around yeah. and you get down, you let up a bunch of runs. Like how many times in a year does a pitcher let up like six, seven runs in an inning? And it's like, oh no, that's when you bring in Roark and you drive him to the dirt. He finishes the game no matter what. <laughs> doesn't matter if the pitch count is 80 or 380. He is finishing the game. And then you bring him in for the next time. Like he's this, he's like a, he's a fine wine that you have saved in the cellar that you only bring out for very specific occasions. And outside of that, you just manage around him. You don't need him That's in the right. starting rotation. It sounds more like he's a bottle of old English or like Max Ice <laughs> and like you don't normally do this, but like you're just getting fucked up and you got no money. You're you're like all right. Let's get two bottles of old English and let's let's just get this done. Do you know what Golden Glow is? Um, is it uh, is it the same thing as uh, uh, is it a California Sunrise putting putting Sunny D in Old English? 
No, uh, Golden Glow is uh, for anybody out there who's in Nova Scotia or just knows this. It's I think it's made in Nova Scotia, but it's like a 1.5 liter of like cider, <laughs> but like wine <laughs> cider. Oh. And I think it's like 15 and a half percent. And as a kid, like we would just drink. It was like we were having a Golden Glow night. We were like, like on like grade nine or something. It would just fuck you up. That's what Tanner Roark is. Tanner Roark is Golden Glow. Right. You know that it's like you're going to feel like shit the next day. You know, it's not good for your body. You know, it's going to feel horrible. But, you know, it gets the job done. And it's cheap. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what the old English was for me in Ontario and the, the Max Ice taping two of them to your hands playing edward 40 hands you can't do you can't do and you can't lift anything the only way to get the 40s out of not taped to your hand anymore was to finish them that's so gross because there's no way that they were at all cold oh no it's like it's like 1.5 liters or however that's what all that's what all beer drinking as a kid was it was warm beers and we were like this is disgusting and i mean beer is disgusting at a certain point in your life but warm beers exponentially more disgusting that's why i got into cold shots for a while that cold shots are crazy the perfect concert you know waiting in line to get into a concert you got you got like eight cold shots inside your jacket you're in line slugging those (laughs) back oh so we got Vladdy's the MVP. We got Ryu's the Cy Young. We've got uh, Teoscar winning the Silver Slugger. Uh, we can trade Springer for a starter because we don't need him, obviously. <laughs> uh, Semyon's never going to hit, but he's going to have a gold glove. Cavan's going to have a gold glove, but he's going to have a 200 average. And Bo's going to break his back swinging. Is that about, is that about sum up? Day the, one. Uh, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> we that's what we figured out so far so and so saturday they play again at the same time i think i think it's at one uh and it's uh ross stripling okay chicken strip who saw that coming from uh the off season <laughs> uh you would have thought robbie ray you would have thought nate pearson at one point you might even said like steven Matz. i i get why they don't put in steven Matz. you don't want to throw too many lefties at the uh Yankees in Yankee Stadium, but Barker's talking about it like we don't want to, we don't want to feed feed him to the wolves too early. Like I don't know, Matt's? yeah, Matts is like our best pitcher other than uh, Ryu. <laughs> like feed him to the wolves, eh? like I don't understand. Like Matts in his life has had a below four ERA one season. Like that's amazing for us. Yeah, like you can, you're like the the golden well, child. People might be taking notice. You know, people have been giving a shit about our pitching all off season. It's not enough. Uh, well, it isn't. It's shit. Well, the bullpen looked great today. I mean, other other than other than Phelps, I mean, he's the only one that gave up any hits. Other, you know, oh, there's man, some Phelps there's some walks that with issue. That double play. Oh, yeah. That was that was that was touch and go there. The Aaron Judge double play. Yeah. Was it? Oh man, that was a huge moment. Yep. There's something so fucking scary. I mean, I, I wonder what it is. What's scary about Aaron Judge? Is it that he's six seven and fucking amazing at matching baseballs? But it's just so and now he's scary. got even more like, confidence because he doesn't have a gap in his teeth. Yeah, and he does yoga now, so he doesn't get hurt as much. <laughs> did, did he actually fix the gap in his teeth? Yeah, man. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't hear even about that. Notice that. Yeah. Yeah, he looks wow. incredible. Like he's extremely he's incredible, but even more now. Like the, I always thought the gap teeth was like charming, but it, then you see him smile without it. It's like, oh my god! 
I will say I do like the Yankees. I, I like a lot of the players on their team. I was so happy to see Luke Voigt on crutches. I hate Luke Voigt. It, I think he <laughs> is like the the dick bag of all dick bags. Baby. I was just like I was just like so happy and so excited when he was on crutches. It seemed like uh it seemed like a sympathy thing too. Like I was like, you don't need to be out there with that crutch, do you? I just want to be out here with my team, but uh I'm hurt, but I'm a warrior. It it makes it worse now that he's grown out his hair. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's like putting on some like war kind of World War II vibe. He's out there with the team with his crutch. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, we don't we don't need to see you at all. There's like eight (laughs) fans out here. Go go to hell. And like, wait, I thought it was his like pectoral muscle or something. What what's he doing with a crutch? His pectorals probably all the way down to his fucking knee because he does so much juice. Um, he had knee surgery. If anybody wants the real answer, he had knee surgery <laughs> and he's going to be out. He's going to be out for a month. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap things up. Wrap we it. could talk about this, this game forever, but, uh, we're going to wrap this up, put a nice little bow on it. The Yankees are, uh, in New York all, all weekend. They get a little day off tomorrow, but, uh, then we'll bounce back. And then Monday, they are at it in Texas with a full sold out stadium of maskless fans. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at Underdogs Canada. Follow us on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. Download, tell your friends, scream it out into the streets for everybody to listen to. Leave a review too. I, I, I was looking, I was just doing a little quick little research into growing podcasts. And, uh, you know, I've just been forgetting to ask for reviews. And, you know, we see the numbers. We see all of you out there listening and downloading this every time. And we, we, we've we seen the number of reviews that we have on Apple Podcasts. And, and then there's a great disparity between those numbers. So if you like this show, even if you don't like it, I don't care. Write us, write us a review. It might help us anyway. Yeah, and don't don't write something shitty for God's sakes. Just write something good. Don't 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 be that person to write something. If you shitty. write that's something like, shitty, I'll research you and I'll figure out a way to get like back. Spitting at on you. somebody who's asking for change. Don't be that person. <laughs> All right, everybody. Happy opening day. We'll see you next Whoa. week.